which highlights what actually happened when Jesus, the Word, became flesh and dwelt among us. I want to reflect a few moments on the fact, as before we look at this briefly, I'm going on the assumption that all of us have assumptions. We all assume things, do we not? You assume that tomorrow is going to be a day of gift-giving and joy and, and happiness in many ways. You assume that your job will be there, and if you do well, you'll get paid. You assume if you commit yourself to a relationship, things will work and things will look better. We are people of assumption, and that's just the way life is, isn't it? You can't not bank on something working that you are assuming has a conclusion for us. So there are a lot of assumptions, but I believe as we reflect for a few minutes on what we know of this story, and we are so familiar with it, But I think there's an incredibly necessary assumption that we must see that's jumping out at us throughout these songs that we've sung, the scripture readings that we've heard, and what we have just heard read from this gospel. And I would suggest to you, there is a necessary assumption for you and I who profess Jesus, and even if you don't, this is an assumption that is a biblical reality. And it's coming, isn't it interesting? If you're familiar with the Bible, did you see the first words that opened this gospel are the same words that opened the Bible? The assumption was this, in the beginning. The assumption is that there was and is a beginning. A beginning that was started by someone who had no beginning. Can you get your head around that? Merry Christmas, right? (laughs) Think about it. What you and I see, I see you, I see a world, I see creation, that had a beginning. But the assumption is there was something before the beginning. There was someone who made what you and I see. And that assumption means this. There is another world besides what you and I see. Please don't gloss over that. What we are so familiar with is what we see. We walk by sight, do we not? (laughs) I'm assuming The sun will rise tomorrow. I'm assuming this world is. But we must see another assumption. There is another world that is just as real as this world, yet even more important. And that is the world of eternal things. No beginning, no end, no watches. No things, only an eternal reality known as God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, John says, was the word. God began. And now that same title is given to this baby we celebrate. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, the word. Jesus, right up front, John is saying, I'm making an assumption. The God of all creation, 
just came into this creation. The God who had no beginning and has no end has come to this world. And the thing that we must be also assuming why Christmas is such a glorious celebration is that if you pause and realize that there is more to this world, it immediately makes you want to understand that. I know a person from a long time, we've had many conversations, he is an established agnostic. He's not sure that God is, but he's sure about evolution. We have gone back and forth many times. But the statement he said to me, Jerry, I'm, I am an evolutionist, and this is what I believe about how things have happened. But the one thing that keeps haunting me, where did the matter come from? Where did this begin? Where did this come from? And I just smiled. <laughs> I said, you know, if you stop for more than 30 seconds, you know where it came from. <laughs> and you can't do that because then you have to assume. You must assume there is more to life than what you see. That there is a supernatural person reality that is God himself. And friends, the assumption is this. There is no understanding of that world, that reality beyond this, that super. There is no understanding of that apart from Jesus. You will never understand life beyond this world, life beyond yourself, apart from the baby Jesus who came into this world. For in a real sense, Jesus came from eternity to bring eternal life. You must see there must be more to life than just yourself. And Jesus has said, yes, and I have come to bring that to you. So that's a necessary assumption, but I think it leads us to a necessary reality. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we get so excited about a baby born in a manger? Because the word, the word, God became flesh and dwelt among us. This baby came into this world to actually save you and me for the other world. This baby, as we have sung, grew up to give himself sacrificially to be sin for us. He who knew no sin became sin for us. And another assumption it doesn't take much to realize is that this world is messed up, is it not? It's broken. It might look good for a while, but it quickly reminds us this is not right. This is not the way life is supposed to be. There's got to be more to life. And Jesus said that's right, but the problem is not out there. The problem is here. You and I are broken. You and I are part of the problem. And Jesus came to give himself in this sin-filled, broken world. And the Bible declares that Jesus came in to save us. Why? Because the Bible says 
This world as you and I know it, one day will be no more. There'll be a time. It's called the day of judgment in the Bible. Where the God of all creation says enough. Time is no more. We're done. It's time for judgment. You will answer to the reality, the assumption of a God behind all of this who will judge you and me. And friends, just as there is no understanding of eternity apart from Jesus, there is no hope at the judgment day without Jesus. He will expose who we are. And our only hope is not what I have done, but what Jesus has done. So there's a necessary assumption about eternal reality. There's a necessary reality to see that apart from this Jesus, I've got to face eternity. And I must face it with him. But what, what should happen for you and me as we truly get the Christmas message? I think we will start seeing life truly in a different way. We'll not just talk about eternal stuff out there. We will actually be mindful of it every day of our lives. In a sense, the necessary effect of one who gets the gospel of Jesus Christ, who has truly trusted Christ, it will change you from the inside out, and you will start living in eternity. You won't wait for that judgment day. You'll actually start living as though eternal life is with you right now. The Puritans used to talk about the importance of having a daily eternal perspective. Don't wait until you have a hard time to call on God. Act as though he's actually with you today. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, this is who I am. I've been crucified with Christ. I don't live anymore. Christ lives in me. This is not a religious practice I play, Paul says. My life is the living Jesus. I can't have conversations without being mindful of where Jesus might fit into this. I can't have thoughts about what I'm doing. I can't make assumptions apart from the living Jesus in my life. And that will cause us to live in eternity for eternity. And it's all because of Jesus. And I would argue that this beautiful story you and I have just sung about that was gloriously revealed and, and we celebrate so much around this. If it's just a story and you are assuming it's a nice story out there but it really has not affected you, that's sad. That's tragic that you would just get caught up in the sentimental mentality of this but not be mindful of the living reality of Jesus and the question we need to keep asking ourselves, do I really know him? Do I see him as he is? Have I trusted him that I might live forever in him? So may Christmas, this Christmas season, be more than just a sentimental journey. May it be an assumption that my life is different because of Jesus Christ who died and rose again for me. Let that prepare us as we come to his table. Would you join me in prayer?
Our good and gracious Father, we are grateful, grateful that you have come to us. We thank you for these Christmas carols written by your saints of old, people who have been deeply affected, who have made life-changing assumptions about who you are and what you've done for them. So God, as we go through this time of this tradition of celebrating the birth of our Savior, would you also remind us of why he came? He came to grow up. He came to declare. He came to die. So as we come to your table even now, Father, let our hearts focus on what this child has become, what he has done for us, and what he will do when he comes again. And we ask in his precious and holy name. Amen.